0: Okay, I just wanted to do one more. I couldn't help myself on the Hubble telescope because I love this stuff. And kind of what Pastor Brian was saying is, why am I doing this? At least for me, it shows me how big and vast and like the, the, the hymn he just read to show how awesome it is. And, uh, you know, when we were singing the song he paid the price, it's not a price that, that uh, the father somehow demanded there was only one thing that could show the value to our heart of how loved we are, and that was to give everything, where he gave the entire creation as our payment. So different than what how I grew up, that somehow I was this worthless sinner that, uh, thank God for Jesus because this psychotic father took out all of his wrath on Jesus and now he loves me somehow. That... It doesn't do it. It doesn't give you peace. It doesn't give you that rest. Like Pastor Brian was talking about that shepherding where you go, oh, I can finally rest. And so this is how, uh, how big and vast his love is for us. And, but more importantly, if we're in joint air, um, oh, and the abide fits perfectly, what I'm going to share tonight. So it's, it's beautiful. We can be in divine expectancy. Well, how much can we expect? It's limitless, right? The, the cosmos is still going, is what they're saying, is, is that as is fast as the speed of light is, it's still going. So anyway, I don't need to, you guys have seen this last couple, I just love, go, just go look at the Hubble telescope, like this is called the, the Horsehead Nebula, because it looks like a horsehead, and it's in the Orion constellation, and uh, this is a tiny one, it's only 1,400 light years from, from the Earth, but a light year is the distance that light travels at 186, I used to be an engineer, I used to have to know this because I was an aeronautical engineer, 186, 282,000 miles per second. So how vast is that? Amen? And then it says, as we were sharing it in the Old Testament, it says this this father, this creator of the universe, spans the universe in the palm of his hand. And that creativity is in us. That's cool, isn't it? That's cool. And so anyway, Jesus came to stow us, redeem us, restore us to how valuable we are, but also really... um, How much we can be the love and light of his creation for his creation, not just the Christian, etc. So that's why it just, to me, this gives me just a a piece about his limitlessness that I don't care what's going on in your life, right? All things work together for good. All things work together for good. Amen? So, all right, let's keep going. Is this cool? I, jeez, I could spend. The rest of my life. All right, just to review. So John 7, this was that great day of the feast, right? Which is the very last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And the Feast of Tabernacles really celebrated when God's going to tabernacle or abide in us, abide with us. Emmanuel is his name, which means God's living with you. Well, so I don't need to get into all the, the, the history of the feasts. I did that last week. But all the feasts were really uh, a type and shadow of good things that Jesus fulfilled. Well, what does he feel? And Jesus says, "Good that I go away because I'm not going to leave you as orphans. So I'm going to send you what? The Holy Spirit, right? And what did he give us? The spirit of fear. What is the spirit he give us? That we can go daddy God. He's our Abba. He's our father. He loves us. That is fighting words to a Jew at that time because they wouldn't even write his name to somehow equate that you're his son. That's what they wanted to stone Jesus for, right? And then Jesus with Peter the question was, Peter, who is the son of man? So any human being that's born from a, a man and a woman of flesh, and what was Peter's response? Do you guys remember? Son of God. Every one of you that has flesh, which is everybody, is, the origin is the father. Like Bishop Oedipo, some of you guys remember Bishop Oedipo. I, I love because he's in his African accent. He would say this, goats give birth to goats, dogs give birth to dogs elohims give birth to elohims is what psalm 82 6 says. says i have made you elohims and that's what in john ten thirty-four, what jesus gets stoned wants they want to stone him for and he said hey your own bible says you are that you are elohims little little g right you're not dg but you're little g why are you stoning me that i'm only said i'm the son isn't that interesting? So that was the revelation. That's what he's trying to show you. So if you look at Jesus, who are you looking at? Yourself is in a mirror. He's showing you what redeemed mankind looks like. And that's what we're trying to grasp and get to see like what we really are. So anyway, this great day of the feast, um, he did not walk into Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the, feast, the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. So this was the eighth day of the feast of tabernacles. And they had this big ceremony. And uh, anyway, verse 37, On that last day, that great day of the feast, um, I probably make. I probably should just explain this for some of you guys that didn't see last week. So here's what would happen: the the priests would go to the pool of Siloam, and they would take water and they would pour water and, and wine basically under the uh, uh, where they where they sacrificed, and they would be singing the halals, the the hallelujahs, the, the psalms, and uh, and then what they would do is, hey, when this water and wine is released, it was a it was a sign that. We're gonna have bumper crops. It's gonna be a beautiful harvest. There's gonna be a beautiful blessing for our nation, et cetera. And they were praising God, send rain, send rain on the earth, and thank you for blessing us, et cetera. And so they would have this big celebration. And now can you imagine that um, this guy who's upending everything, right? You can't even um, heal somebody on the Sabbath, and then he's doing all this stuff. He's drinking drinking wine and doing everything he shouldn't do, violating basically all the rules. And then he goes, oh, by the way, I'm God. I can understand why they're a little upset with him. And then on this, the, the biggest day of the, the very last feast, he stands up and says this. Now, what kind of turmoil would that cause, right? <laughs> it would be like me going, I'm Jesus, right? You should get more of a response to that because I like, you should want to throw me out. So anyway, on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried by way. I saw that in the church service. They had to haul this guy off. He kind of lost his mind. And I started proclaiming that he was Jesus. I'm like, oh, good Lord. So on that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And in the old covenant, he was the rock that the water poured out. It was all symbolic of him, everything. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart, which is that word qualia, it's the hollow inner man or the womb. So all of this stuff, the kingdom's going to come from Where? Inside this, in us, the, in the, in our midst and within is what it says. They were looking for an external kingdom, and most Christians are still trying to figure everything out externally. So even our communion ceremony is really to remind our inner man of what really happened. That's why, you know, I don't get too hung up on. Um, we'll put it this way: this couple that, that shared the testimony with me, they took biscotti and coffee, and she was healed. Do you think they really care if they didn't have real communion, or they were concerned about the healing? Of course they are. And boy, I took grief for that. I'm like, you sound like the Pharisees that like who can't they were healed. Why aren't we excited about their healed? Well, you didn't do it right. I'm like, well, something went right. I never do it right, but look, God does it right, and He's He's good at it. So anyway, this this life, this rivers of, rivers of living water is gonna flow out of your inner man, your belly, your womb. We birth things just like he did. Follow me? So all right. So we'll flow of rivers of living water, but he spoke this concerning the spirit. And so anyway, the kingdom's within, that's what I'm trying to show you. And uh, uh, Matthew 3.16, and when Jesus was baptized, you guys know the whole story of that. I'm not going to go through it again. John the Baptist sees Jesus, and he says, behold, kind of what Pastor Brian was saying, behold, the lamb that takes away the sin of America. Or actually, in that time, it said, behold, the lamb that takes away the sin of the Jews, is how they looked at it, right? And then John the Baptist says, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the World, exact same word that Brian was talking about, the cosmos, all creation. So, boy, it's, tried to, it's, it's hard to get Christians to understand that, much much less the, the whole world. Like, you mean he's removed sin as far as the east and from the west from me? Yes. In fact, he never kept a record of wrong. So he says, he, he, he says that to Moses. He says, Moses, this was your idea. I didn't want sacrifice and offering. I wanted love, which is why David, was a mathematician in his own heart, was committed two punishable offenses to death, and he never sacrificed a lamb. His heart changed. He says, that's a man after my own heart. Anyway, so, so John the Baptist, Jesus comes back, and we went up, and up out of the water, so the water is always judgment, death, the sea, right, where death happens. So he goes down and dies, and he comes out, and what happens? Holy Spirit comes, and descending sending like a dove, coming on to rest on him, abode on him, stay with him, etc. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, what you need to understand and what I need to understand is we're all beloved sons and he's well pleased with us. I was just praying with this couple today and she was like, well, what about all this? And what about taking the Lord's name in vain? And what about adultery and all these things? I said, you know what? I said, uh, this is the difference between law and grace. You're not under the law. You're under grace is what Paul says. Amen? And I said, this is really hard for you to get. Behavior does not stop the anointing, the flow, the love of the Father. Believing it does is where we don't experience it. And I said, "You are spotless. You are perfectly loved. You are worthy to be blessed." Because as we were praying, one of the things we asked is, which I, you guys see me do, is I go, "Just ask Jesus. What, what's, he, what's He saying in this situation? Why you, why you think you don't deserve to be blessed?" And she and just said, "You know what?" He said, "I'm enough." Like, praise God, that's so simple, isn't it? So I said, when you ask him, he'll answer you, and it'll be so simple, you'll go, Oh, too good. It had to be me. He's perfect and simple, right? So, anyway, you were just like you. Then at Pentecost, what happened? The Spirit was poured out on all flesh, is what it says. So, what do you think the Father's saying to you when you got the Holy Spirit? You're the beloved, and he's well pleased with you. Amen? You guys get it? All right, let's keep going here. I, we'll we'll uh, keep rocking and rolling. So, all right. Now, how many of you guys have heard a zillion messages on faith? I have, yeah. <laughs> we grew up charismatic word of faith, right? It's exhausting, isn't it? Now, we saw the miraculous like nobody's business too, which is fun. But then I realized we can see the miraculous and the father's love without doing all the jumping jacks and hoops and everything else and just rest. And, uh, I'm so thankful that I went to the intense Bible school Word of Faith in Africa because it really opened me up to the miraculous. And it's just like, wow, the miraculous should just be how we live. It shouldn't even. That's why I don't even like to call it miraculous. We're getting a taste of the divine life where we can bring heaven, the spiritual, down to earth, which is us, where heaven and earth meet. The new temple. The Jew always said where, the temple is where heaven and earth meet, and that's you guys, the the anointing, the divine. We're the incarnation today, just like Jesus. The divine is now impregnated, and we birth out of our womb, out of our inner man, heaven. Cool? Just like he did. So anyway, um, all things are possible to him who believes. Now the challenge is, uh, do you think Jesus meant that when he said it? I think he meant it when he said it, right? Here's where I think the the church has has messed up a little bit, and um, now here's all the jumping jacks you guys have to do to believe. Pray more, fast more, stop sinning um all the things right that's exhausting because you never know if you did it enough or you had enough faith or you believed enough or your unbelief was just the he's not he's he's not that way and so anyway he tells us in galatians 5 how how love naturally flows and so here's paul talking to the church in galatians um, because the church in Galatia, what was happening is Juda- Judaizers were starting to come, and they were free. They heard the good news, and like, you're kidding me? We're, we have all the blessings of the Lord, every, every, every blessing, every promise is yes and amen for free? And so they were excited about this amazing gospel that even the Gentiles were included in this thing. And, uh, and then the Judaizers were coming in and going, no, there's something else you must do. It's not that easy and free. Doesn't it sound like religion, kind of? Right? It's, uh, so here he's telling them, he's kind of correcting them, and he says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty or freedom by which Christ has made us free. He's made you free, okay? He's made you free, and stay there. Don't go starting messing around with the law, is basically what he's talking about. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And the yoke of bondage, he says, is the law. Eat not, do this, taste, don't drink, don't eat, etc I Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, because I was, I was part of the law, Christ will profit you nothing. Now here's, was, was Christ, everything that Christ offered, was it available to them for free? So if they start dabbling with the law, what naturally starts to happen is you start to think, I'm not deserving or valuable enough because we all mess up every now and then, right? Don't we? Yeah. Or is it just me? No. <laughs> you guys have heard me say this, I, I, I was in church, uh, newly quote unquote saved, right? Right? And this pastor gets up there and he goes, "I haven't sinned for three months." I was like, "Good Lord, how does that work?" You know? <laughs> I just remember thinking, "Wow, that's pretty amazing." I, I don't think I can do that. And so then, but then later I'm like, "No, you little religious turd, that's impossible, right?" It's like, come on, that's uh... anyway. I know him later, and I'm like, "Oh, jeez, he's full of it." So. Oh. <laughs> Some of you guys know who he is, too. That's why I'm not going to stand fast, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say that if you be circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Even though it, it didn't take it away, it's they, their belief, they start to feel judged again because the law shows you why you're not worthy, right? And the law was given so that sin would increase, it actually says. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised, he is debtor to keep the whole law. So if you missed one, this is why the law was so strict. If you miss one, you're guilty of them all, right? So if you didn't do everything perfectly, you're, and really Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount is trying to show him, it's like, I'm trying to show you this ridiculous standard that none of you can do, so you go, thank God that there's somebody who did it for me, which is Jesus Christ, that I can just rest in that. So anyway, you've become estranged from Christ, or the anointing, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith, for in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. So here's what he's trying to say. Whether you do or don't do doesn't mean anything to him. How does faith arise effortlessly? But faith working through love. And Pastor Brian said it in 1 John, he said, hearing is love, right? Hearing is love, not that you loved me. Boy, this was even put on me. Unless you love enough, your faith won't work. Well, what does that naturally do to us? I wonder if I love enough, right? You never get this security, this assurance, this rest, which the gospel is supposed to show you. And here's what it says. When you know how much the Father loves you, then you will love. Make sense? Oh, man, does that help me. In marriage and relationships and everything just going, oh, thank God. You actually start to get very compassionate, you start to get very loving for people when you realize uh uh in fact that was one thing that um because I, I remember when 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 I was in Bible school with Bishop Oyedepo and and everything happened with Pastor Ted, is uh this was really meaningful to me because you know I this I'm looking at the bishop going, geez, that guy. Well, here's what he told me, he's like uh you you Westerners, he goes. We raise the dead like you Westerners go to Walmart and buy loaves of bread. I'm like, wow, that's a strong statement, right? Like, I mean, it's nothing to us. We just do it. And I'm, I'm like, yes, that's really cool to me. So then when, when this whole thing happened with Pastor Ted, um, he was like, Mike, he goes, uh, what Ted did was not a big deal. I've done much worse to Jesus. When you know how much we've been forgiven, you love much. And I thought, that is a lesson I'll never forget. Because here's this, this, this pastor, this mentor, this guy that I deeply respected and mentally I'm thinking, oh, he fell from grace, et cetera. And he's like, not a big deal. Because if he was with me, I'd have him restored in six months. I'd get him to know how much the Father loves him and he'd be restored. And I was like, that is what I will hopefully never forget. Amen? That's good for us, isn't it? So when we know, he who, in fact, uh, I'm gonna do a service on this just because it's very real. It came up last Sunday in the, in the online fellowship and somebody said, I really doubt that Hitler is praising God, and my heart leapt, honestly, and I was like, Hitler's the worship leader, because he who's forgiven much, loves much. I guarantee you, when when he meets the love of the Father directly, and goes, you don't judge me? What does that make you do? Fall in love with you? Now, that'll probably get me thrown out of most churches, but I believe that, because people are like, well, what about Hitler? And I'm going, thank God that Hitler was included when God would reconcile The cosmos to himself, otherwise I couldn't be included either. If I'm guilty of one, I'm guilty of them all if I'm trying to be justified by the law. You're all justified, perfectly loved, because his love for you. Now we just respond in love. You guys got it? There's nothing you can do or nothing that could ever change his blessing for you, his favor for you, his love for you. That is reassuring to me, and hopefully that's reassuring to you guys. Amen? That's how much he loves us. And then you guys, how many of you guys have kids or grandkids? I don't have grandkids yet, but Barb's like, I'm so anxious to be a grandma. And so, because uh, uh, I was just talking to her the other day, I go, you know, honey, I'm the youngest of seven kids. What do you think? And so <laughs> she's like, no way. She's like, you're crazy. That's maybe why she sat back there. And so uh, she goes, I'm anxious to be a grandma, but I've heard that when you're a grandpa or a grandma, you lose your mind. Is that true? Yes. Like, you just lo- like you would do anything for them, right? Yeah, you just had it, right? Yeah? Yeah, had granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, to me, they always come to Papa. The answer is yes, now what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about that. Your love for your kids, your grandkids, he far exceeds what we can even think about that. That's just a good, once I had kids, when Solomon was born, it really meant something to me. I was like, oh, I get it now. And then I heard when you're a grandpa or grandma, you get it more. So I'm excited for that deeper, deeper revelation in love. But anyway, faith worketh through love. Here's the thing, guys, is you don't have to work up your faith. In fact, you can't work up your faith. You can't pray enough, fast enough, do anything enough. What you can do is get a revelation of how much he loves you, and faith comes effortlessly. Because faith is just persuasion. And when you know how much he loves you, this is the whole message of the thing, then we can believe. Wouldn't you do anything for your grandkids? you do anything for them, Right? Well, his love exceeds that. That's where he would do anything from us. It's limitlessness. That's why I love this Hubble telescope. It's limitlessness, isn't it? So when I understand how much he loves, then when we pray for the sick guys, it's really pretty simple, isn't it? Because I'm not trying to think about faith. I'm not trying to do anything. i go like, I know how much the Father loves me, and I know how much how the Father loves that person. Does he desire to heal? He's not worried about, tell me about all these things that you did, and have you forgiven everybody, and because he's not going to move right? That's baloney. It says, while we were still dead in sin, he laid down his life for us. And there's no greater love than that, is what he says. So, anyway, you got it? Alright, let's keep going. Does this make sense to you so far? Okay. Because a lot of people are trying to have this faith and everything else, and I go, all things are possible through faith, but it's not up to you to go build it, do it, whatever. You focus on how much he loves you. And just ask him for a fresh revelation of that, even tonight, like, Jesus, show me... Show me how much the Father loves you and how much you, the Father and the Holy Spirit, love me. And he will show you. You'll probably start weeping. <laughs> I do usually, because I'm like, good Lord, he's so good. He's so good. And then when you see him heal or do crazy testimonies in people's lives, it's just reassuring to me. I'm like, he's so good. He's so good. And so anyway, this is one of my favorites, uh, Paul. Um, in fact, I'll share a test- couple testimonies and then we'll pray, fair enough? So here's, here's what I want you to get is, if you haven't read your Bible for years, if you hadn't uh, prayed for years, if you're, if you're quote unquote in some sin for years, nothing stops His love for you. Nothing stops His blessing for you, nothing stops His favor for you. It's awesome to me. And abide, always be in divine expectation. Is that what you said? That's it, right? Yeah, okay. That's beautiful, because that, this is Ephesians 3.20. This is Barbara and I, one of our favorites, etc. where people are like, how do things happen in your life? I go, lay in bed, not... We're reminding ourselves of how much he loves us. And let's, let's just read this. So here's, here's Paul to the Ephesians. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the believers in heaven and earth are named. The whole family right? The whole family in heaven and earth are named. That meaning they're birthed from him, surnamed from him. Everybody that that is somebody is birthed from him. Once you get like Baxter Kruger did for me, man, this jumps out all over in Paul's writings. He's, He's all over. So from the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Where and how? Through his spirit. Now what spirit do we have? One that cries out, Abba, Father, you're my loving Father. I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. I am the bride of Christ. That's the spirit he gave us that revealed to us. You guys good? So when we realize that uh, uh, we have, he's my dad, and to a Jew, again, when you, were, when you were adopted as a son, it's not how we think of adoption. It means you've matured into sonship, and now you're in full rights with the Father and everything that the Father has in his house, Right? So that's sonship to a Jew. And so anyway, are you guys sons and daughters? It's not, yeah, of course you are. So where do we have to keep reminding ourselves? The inner man. So it says, when you get this, that his spirit in the inner man, that the anointing, we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, everything that was attracted to Jesus is attracted to the anointing in you. Because he's in you, this mystery that's been hidden in ages is Christ in you, this hope of glory, right? So that's a great one, guys is everything, was Jesus ever stuck by any situation? Then we're not stuck. Because the, all, everything that was attracted to the anointing is attracted to the anointing in you. Now there's a way to release it and it's really just having revelation and understanding it. It's always true, but how, how we really manifest it is when we know how much we're loved and we dwell on that, it naturally just, faith bubbles up. Assurance bubbles up, right? Just this love, because, gosh, if he loves me that much that he willingly gave everything for me how much more will he freely give me all things is what Paul writes about all the time right that cool so and it's how vast can we think how big can we think I don't know light years do it for me light years help me do it put it that way so that the the anointing Christ the Messiah literally may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in what so your your group your ground where we get all the assurance is is love may be able to comprehend get understanding, get revelation with all the saints, what is the width, the length, the depth, the height, to know the love of the anointing, the love of Christ, which passes any intellectual knowledge, right? This is is a spiritual thing, guys, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Amen? I was taught if you pray and fast and do enough stuff, then you'll be full. How am I filled with the fullness when I understand how much he loves me? right? The length, the width, the breadth, and to a Jew, again, that meant all everything there is. It's the four corners of the earth. If you see in Revelation, it's the, the up, down, left, right. It was, it was everything that you could see. So Paul's just sharing with him. He says, if you knew the length, the breadth, the width, the depth of my love for you, meaning it's limitless. It is as is, is wide as you can see the earth and, and everything else. That's a picture of my love for you. And now we can even go further with the Hubble telescope and all these things. And yet it's expanding at the speed of light. Isn't that cool? I just think that's so cool. So, anyway, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do just a little bit, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to that power that works in us. What's the power that's working in you? Love. God, Pastor Brian said this too, he identifies himself as love, doesn't he? Is God all-powerful? Then how do we release all power? If his essence is love, then his power has to come from faith. And I didn't share what that word, faith worketh by love. It literally is energio. is the the word energio, And it literally means dynamic and does work. And some of you guys know from, from some of these engineers, work is pushing a force over a distance, right? It moves things. It moves physical things is what energy literally is, work. So if we want something here to change, where does it have to come from? The inner man. And how does it come? How can we, how can we pray and know when we know how much he loves us? That's what releases his power. That's what releases his unlimited energy. It's, it's, it's available at all times. You guys get it? So Barb and I, we will, we'll lay in bed and go, you know what, gosh, Lord, Whew, the length, the width. Man, we understand how much we love our kids. Some of you guys know how much you love your grandkids. And none of us can really get a a grasp. He's trying to show us in visual things that I gave creation for you, for my love for you. And if you get how big, the length, the width, the breadth of how everything you can see that I gave that as the value of you. This is how valuable you are. Once you get that, just know that whatever you can think, whatever you can imagine, whatever you can require, that's that Greek word to ask, ahiteo. Not only will I do it, I'll exceed it beyond what you can think or ask. Is that cool? That's what we remind ourselves of. So I just want to share a couple testimonies. Some of you guys were on the other day. Uh, uh, Nikki, you're, well, no, you're probably still awake. Um, Nikki from Melbourne, she jumps on the Sunday nights every now and then. So some of you guys remember, we prayed for her a couple of weeks ago for a job. And so I just want to share her testimony. This is kind of cool. And I'll share a couple other testimonies, and we'll pray. So it says, uh, she was looking for a job. It says, it um, says, the starting salary for this, she was sharing more with me live. We were, we were talking today. She said I could share this. It says, the starting salary for the role was really low, really, really low. When they offered me the job, I was super excited until they revealed the starting salary. My heart dropped. I thought, oh, dear Lord, how will I manage? The second position was about $20,000 more, but the heart said, take, the, take this first one that was less. So the Holy Spirit was telling her, take the one that pays less. It's tough to listen sometimes, huh? so uh, but it gets better so but my heart said take the victim support position working with people who have gone through violence and trauma is my passion so I burned the bridge on the higher paid position yesterday morning said Lord you know my heart you know where I belong and what I've studied so long for you will need to show me how to manage on such a low starting wage but I'll take it in faith that it'll work out I just knew uh, the trust of I am then literally 30 minutes later after burning the bridge of the the job that was worth 20,000 more that they offered her I got a call from the victim support role employer. Straight off the bat, I confirmed that I would accept their offer even though the pay was so low. She said, wait, wait. Well, actually, Nikki, I need to tell you, the terms have changed. We're so sorry, but we got it wrong. We need to offer you $27,000 more per year due to your qualifications and experience. So the, the starting pay is actually excellent. It jumped from 40000 to the seventy thousands. You could have knocked me over with a feather. That's, a, that's obviously an Irish or a Australian thing. She says that a lot. Plus, I only work four days out of five, and I've enrolled in a second master's program, so I'll have time to study, and the work will work perfectly, too. It just all worked out. I know this job is going to be amazing. He is placing me in this role for a very specific purpose. It's been a long time coming, and very hard road gear, but gosh, I'm so excited. It's a God thing indeed. Isn't that cool? Let me just share a couple other testimonies, and then, then we'll, some uh, of you guys have heard these, but this is where God exceeds my expectations a lot. and. Uh, I'll share one that came to mind because it was kind of like this as we were in Dubai starting house churches and um, some of you guys heard me share this that there it's kind of Old Testament law like if, you're, if, you, uh, if you have a debt etc. that you can't pay there's no bankruptcy or leniency or anything like that that you have to find a kinsman redeemer or you go to jail for your debt and so these were expats they're from India and they bought at the high price their condo in Dubai and the market dropped Ron you know this dropped six times not 60% not like the market corrected six fold and so she's, she's crying, and, and she's like, Mike, you know, I can't leave. I ever, we have to leave every six months to renew our visa and then come back. He goes, but I'll get arrested at the airport if I leave. And so I'm either going to get, because I can't sell my house, and, and uh, so I'm either going to get arrested one of the way. And i like, I don't know how it works, <laughs> but it just works. <laughs> so I uh, said, so just do this and just go, Father, you love me so much. And just lay hands on that house when you get home tonight and say, Father, you love me so much that somehow this house is gonna just sell in divine speed. I've told you realtors, this is, this is beautiful. Barbara and I have tons of real estate stories like this. Is, uh, so we leave, we fly back to the States. That week, she, she emails me. She goes, I didn't even, I couldn't believe. I wanted to wait till it was really true. I wanted to share with you. That week, somebody came in and offered her 40,000 more than what she was asking for the property now how often does that happen in real estate when it went down six times it doesn't. except it does <laughs> hallelujah is that exceedingly abundant I didn't think that mentally I was like you know what Lord show her mercy somehow get her out of this and she's like I actually made money I'm like well hurry leave run out get out of there before I <laughs> so uh, is that cool or is that cool and so I could share testimony after testimony with that, but what I'm really trying to show you is faith worketh by love, and it's unlimited. Is the only thing that limits us is our imagination, our, our heart, because he withholds no good thing, but somehow when we get thinking on the wrong thing, et cetera, which I'm guilty of, I'm sure some of you guys are guilty of too, is just to remind ourselves of his love for us. That Faith, all things are possible through faith, which really the motivator is how much he loves us. If he gave us everything, Already, how will he not freely give us everything else? That's what Paul says. Amen? You guys get it? Let's just stand up and pray here a minute. Uh, and some of you guys need prayer after this. We'll we'll pray with you, obviously. But he's so good. Uh, what was the verse you quoted, Brian? First, the the, uh, the prayer verse? What John what was it? Yeah. Quote it to me again, real quick. If you abide in me, me, and what was abide? Let me say this. Yes. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you will ask what you will, and it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. The point I left out was God, we think God, that we want to do God's will, God wants to do our will. Amen. Yeah. I'll do it for you real quick. Did you guys hear that? If you, We've all learned it in King James or New King James. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, who's his word? Jesus Christ, right? Whether you've ever read a Bible or not. It's, that'll get you thrown out of an elders meeting, but that's really, it's really real. <laughs> exactly right. His love is he himself. If his love abides in you, you will ask And I will answer is basically what he's saying, right? So uh, I'm going to read it out of the mirror. John 15, 7, right, is what you said? All right, let me get to it. And I agree with what Pastor Brian says, uh, uh, I know there's there's certain ministries in town that throw you out if you're reading the the mirror translation. It's fabulous. Like he said, Francois just got this love of the Father. It's unbelievable. Um, And the revelation of it, so... Yeah, so here's what he says. My words find voice in you with your abiding in me and my words abiding in you. A conversation is inspired. Will you request that which arises in your desire from your union and it shall come to pass for you. These union inspired desires bear the very fruit that endorses the Father's glory. There's true discipleship is born. Amen. So it really, it's everything we've been talking about. As you can be confident and assured that he'll do exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can think or ask because his love for you is exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can even comprehend. And all things are possible by belief, persuasion. It's this Greek word pistis. And pistis naturally rises up and flows when you know how much you're loved. And you are loved unconditionally as far as the east, west, depth, height. Amen? So when we pray, that should give us some assurance and rest in our heart, right? So if you need prayer after this, just let me know. But Father, we just love you. We praise you. I just love it. We can always be expectant of divine desires I didn't say it quite right but that's what I think that was divine expectation we can always be in divine expectation it's exactly what Paul is trying to persuade us of in Ephesians 3 if you knew how much I loved you you can be in divine expectation that I'll exceed your expectation amen so Father we thank you that just as you exceeded Nikki's desire for a job that if anybody's looking for that job that career that profession you will divinely exceed it we just thank you for that if they're, if they're looking for a job and there's not any job in that town, you will provide it for them. That's what you do. You love them so much that you've provided everything from the beginning. It is finished, as Brian said. So, Father, we thank you for supernatural things in their lives they do exceedingly abundantly on, but they can even think or ask in their marriages, in their careers, in their finances, in their, in their children's relationships, in their health. Thank you, Father, that healing is not withheld from them. It's available right now when they get a revelation of how worthy they are and how loved they are. There's nothing they did to deserve any of those sicknesses. Just like you said, is this daughter of Abraham, should she not be healed? And every one of these deserve to be healed because of you and your love for them. So we just thank you for that, that we can have this divine expectation and you'll just continue to blow our minds that you'll do even more than what we could even expect. And all it really does is just makes us fall in love with you more and share you more to a hurting world. And we say thank you for that. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. Oh, Michael's saying, I always forget to do the offering, so <laughs> if you want to give online too. Oh, and giving's even out of love. So Father, we just thank you. We just thank you that God so loved the world, he gave. And it's out of a response to our love for you. Just give us a revelation of we're in this divine flow that we give out of this response of love. And you, not that you don't make all grace abound to everybody all the time but it's just it's a revelation thing so father let them see in the bottom of their heart that as they give and and take care of the needs of your body it's not they're not leaving anything your love is a win-win and you promised that in Philippians you promised that in Corinthians you promised that in Galatians that as we give we can have that divine expectancy that there's this beautiful flow that always comes back to us that you you make all things abound, so that all grace abounds And we always have enough for every good work to go take care of your body. We just say thank you in Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen.